0: Welcome back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, aka your friendly neighborhood Fangirl. Welcome back, guys. Oh, my goodness. Comic-Con is dying down today, but so much has happened, and I'm not alone talking about it. Joining me today is the wonderful Allison Cantor, who you may know from working with Mark Isham, a uh, amazing composer for... Once Upon a Time, Cloak and Dagger, American Crime, and so much more. So, welcome! Thank you. It's fun to be here. Ah, it's so great to have you. It's so funny, like, because remember, I met you, was it, for American yeah. Crime. Yeah, the concert that was going on. I you and your then boyfriend at the time. Oh, yes. right? now, now, now husband. Yeah. Now husband. <laughs> like, look at where we've come. Yeah, at. we've come so far. <laughs> but it was a really fun night. It was just yeah. so random. I was like, hi, I know you from
1: Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That was the first time that's happened. It was really fun. i like, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Super fun. And then. Uh, yeah it's cool I mean it's fun because you, you do that instead of hoping that people are going to be interested in it and want to watch it you know and mm-hmm. so to hear that people like it and get feedback you know is, is always really really awesome <laughs> Yeah, because that's the goal I mean I love it so much that I want to share the work that I do with people and like how fun it is because I just like I just love it and so it's like so exciting to be able to share those pieces and then have people go like oh yeah that is really cool like yeah it is really cool yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, it's bringing hmm. people it's Bringing a mass amount of people into the hard work that you do, mm-hmm. and that it is—it takes a lot of work yeah. in music, and it's so cool to bring people a part of the process, or at least the behind-the-scenes yeah. snippets. You exactly, know? and
1: it's such a piece. At least I feel with music, a lot of the time. I mean, people often don't even know that there's music in things if you don't really, you know, like just the average layperson. My my friend Cindy, who was one of the composers on Once Upon a Time, she uh. Uh, early on in the in the show, mentioned to one of her friends that she was working on it, and her friend was like, "Oh, I didn't even know that show had music." <laughs> <laughs> um. I almost just did
0: it <laughs>
1: <laughs> the music is such a prominent part of the show it was pretty funny but it's you know it's 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 such a thing that I mean and, and our goal is generally not to have people hear the score like I don't really mm-hmm. want somebody to watch a film and go like wow that piece of music was cool I just want them to like feel the emotional impact of it because I don't want mm-hmm. to be distracting from the main project I just want to supplement it and you know make it sort of work better so to some extent that's like good news but on the flip side then you know obviously a lot of people don't really know what goes into it and Definitely um, when my mom came to her first recording session and she saw the amount of work that goes into it and the amount of people who were involved, there's, you know, for once it was 26 musicians every week. And then in the booth, we had good, like, 15 people usually most weeks. Wow. So, and she came to a scoring session and then she's like, you know, I used to think, like, how on earth could you spend $100 million making a movie? And now she's like, I don't understand how anyone ever spends less than that. <laughs> Looking at the amount of people it takes just to do this one little itsy-bitsy process. And then we went to, I took her to the set of Once Upon a Time as well, my whole family, one when you're doing season 3 and they it was the same sort of thing you know there was a woman whose entire job it was it was to build the forests on the sound stage leaf lady um, and she was super cool and that had, has been her job for you know 20 something years and Sarah is amazing yeah she's really cool yeah, that, yeah she's yeah. very very cool she's super nice and it was just one of those things where it's like wow I mean even me who like now is work has been working in entertainment at that point for 3 years was just like I had no idea that that was a job that somebody <laughs> did. So I love it. I mean, you know, I, I, I worked on the show called Mob City too, and there was, um, mm-hmm. there uh, a lot the scenes or the, the days that I was there on set was because we had uh, like a band that was. Playing or so-called playing quotation marks you can't see because I'm talking to microphone. <laughs> but But uh, uh, I don't record. I don't yeah. do film recording of this yet. That no. may happen because we could get so animated. It'd be but really, really fun. Now, yeah, sorry, not to talk in my hands a little bit, but yeah. So they were, they were. They were um, there was a band that was playing on the stage, and uh, so Mark was actually the band leader, which was super fun. So he's like on screen here and there mm-hmm. in the back of the show. But every time we were there, it was it was at this sort of restaurant club sort of place, and so all they, they were, you know. 50 extras or whatever that were eating meals in the background of this entire thing and so I ended up like talking to two different people one who was the one guy who was like the craft services guy providing the food that the actors ate that was like their lunch and then there was a totally different team that was creating all of the food that the actors were eating on screen um, wow and it was just like super fascinating you know and it's just every every little facet of it I think is super interesting and so the fact that I can share sort of my little window into the entertainment world is just fun for me you know and I'm, I'm always so interested and Everybody else's that I'm happy to share
0: mine, <laughs> and we're so happy that yeah. you do. So, okay, backtrack a little bit. How sure. long have you been working uh, with Mark? Seven years, almost
1: exactly. It's just a little over now. That's
0: okay, me. and uh, which what projects have you worked on with him?
1: Oh man, that's a lot. So I started <laughs> uh, my first. So I started actually interning for Mark as a part of my grad school program, um, and that was in July of 2011 mm-hmm. and he was wrapping up dolphin tail just before that and they were really swamped and they actually asked if i was free and could come out a little bit early to help with that so for two weeks before my official internship start i worked on dolphin tail so it was the first thing i did just music preparation right i helped And this is a thing that I continue to do on just about every project that we record live orchestra on, but I take our logic sessions, that's the um, program that we use to sort of mock up the fake orchestra. Okay. I take all the MIDI information from that and translate it into written music so we can send it to the orchestrator who can prepare it for the actual recording. So so I take all of sort of the electronic data and translate it to written music. So that was what I did there. That was the first time I'd ever done that. Um, Now it's a thing I can kind of do in my sleep and have done in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes like four in the morning and like starting to doze off. I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, I'm gotta, gotta get through. Um, so that was the first thing I did, and then, but that was just sort of peripherally. Uh, I was, I was helping Cindy out at that time, um, and then in. During my actual official internship, Mark went to London to record the score, and then his family went and joined him, and they did, like, a whole Europe trip or whatever. And then Cindy and Tyler, because they didn't really have anything to do, like, did their own vacations or whatever. So I was basically by myself in the studio. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and it was really kind of messy, and I, like, went through and just organized everything, because I was like, I'm here anyway. And then everyone came back and were like, oh, you're, you should maybe keep you around. Um, so I think that kind of helped out. But, yeah, then uh, the fall rolled around, and it was once upon a time... Season one, first episode. I um, helped book, you know, plan the recording session and do basically what became my my full time job on the show. Um, was sort of planning it all out and helping to coordinate uh, all of the music production and all of that. So we had a. Uh, so that was the first thing that I did at the time. It was very nerve wracking. Again, I, I now it's it's so fun. I don't like, it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, oh my gosh, i show up and there's no orchestra and then no this or whatever. And, you know, just trying to figure out the budgets and all of that. So that was my mm-hmm. first real thing. Was like the first episode i think of once so. so it was pretty cool uh and so that that was you know my life for the past seven years so it'll be interesting to see how it looks in the fall yeah <laughs> um, now that that's different uh and then we did, did a bunch of films um the, the Accountant was fairly recent. That one was really oh yeah, that's quite, right. quite popular, I think. Uh, 42 was really fun. That was another sort of bigger one. Mm-hmm. There were some small ones. We did a, a film version with Great Gilly Hopkins, which was like my favorite book when I was in the third grade. So that was really exciting, me. <laughs> even though I think it ended up on Netflix. I don't really know. We did a, a film with Jennifer Morrison from once uh, called Sundogs. That was really fun. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was really a cool one. Um, Mob City and American Crime and Once in Wonderland and... There's more TV, a Blood and Oil.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we had a new TV show every year for several years, which was, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was definitely one year. I think it was Once Once in Wonderland and Mob City were all in, in the same year. So that was a little hectic. <laughs> that was a pretty intense schedule. I can imagine. Yeah, plus the films, because there's always, always a film kind of hovering in the background. So so that's there's been quite a few things. I'm sure I'm forgetting some really awesome ones. Basically, Um, you
0: keep real busy since you started, (laughs) and uh, it's been an interesting
1: ride so far. Absolutely, absolutely, it's been a lot of fun.
0: I'm kind of jumping back into, uh, clearly you did Once Upon a Time for the eight seasons it was on, uh, yeah, eight? Seven. Seven, that's (laughs) it. (laughs) Sorry about that. Wow.
1: It has been so long. Anyway. anyway, nice. We'll take one more. I don't mind. <laughs> and now you. <laughs> and now you're
0: doing the score for uh, Cloak and Dagger. Yes. What's it been like scoring
1: for shows that have like such a fandom following? It's really really fun. I mean, it's so much fun to. I mean, I think that's kind of why we started doing the periscopes and stuff. For once, is because we we're working on a film that nobody's seen yet. For example, The Accountant. I think that film turned out fantastically. I love that movie nobody like knew it was coming really before mm. it came out you know there may have been some trailers at some point but mm-hmm. it wasn't it didn't have a whole lot of excitement before it because it wasn't coming from any real pre-existing property uh working for something like once you know just in the process of creating people are so interested sometimes it's a little scary because you have to be careful not to give spoilers away. Clearly. um so that's that was a thing that was a, a bit challenging for a while mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i think it's 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 really a lot more fun because people are so so excited to hear about it and to talk about it. And to be able to get that sort of back and forth with people who are passionate about it really makes it more fun for me to like do the work because I'm like mm-hmm. knowing that people are really going to watch it. You know, sometimes you do a film, you're like, maybe nobody will ever see this, <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but for every episode of once I knew there were going to be lots of people who were going to watch it. So that was really fun. And Cloak and Dagger too. I mean, that was, Marvel has a lot of very specific protocols. That was a, a whole adjustment too is because there's obviously people are very interested in, and. in, Mm-hmm. anything that Marvel's gonna put put out so they have you know their own sort of all these different systems in place to to be extra 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 secure so that was a, a fun little <laughs> additional challenge I guess of but that was really cool too mm-hmm. and I mean I, I think I've, I love how all Marvel properties so and we got to do and I was uh, like, beyond myself <laughs> with excitement <laughs> like this is the coolest thing ever I mean I'm I'm such a like fangirl myself that like being mm-hmm. able I mean growing up on Disney and then like getting my first sort of real job to be like working on a Disney show was just like mind-blowingly cool and then same thing with Marvel I mean loving all of this Marvel all of these these films and the book and the comic books and the, and the TV shows and all the stuff that they've been putting out and getting actually to be involved in it it's just like you know a dream come true so it's uh really really fun Fun in that sense No that's That's really
0: amazing Like So many people Could only dream To be a part In just some small way A part of The Marvel world uh, Superhero movies Even TV shows Like it's So incredible And you've got to see Like be a part of that firsthand, And that's
1: That's really amazing Very 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 cool It's definitely like um, Yesterday went to The Was it yesterday? No the day before Uh, I went to the Cloak and Diger panel um, and the actors were talking about when they got the phone call that they had been cast, and, and Jeff said, "Welcome to Marvel," and that that was like how they like all wanted to burst into tears, but you know, like whatever. Yeah. Everyone's, but everyone's experienced that. It's just like, ee! <laughs> you know, and, and and that. So it's so like it's just so awesome to get to be uh, involved in that. And you know, nobody was calling me and saying, "Welcome to Marvel," because I'm like ten <laughs> rungs down yeah. the, the ladder, or whatever. But I got that experience nonetheless, and like mm-hmm. it's that is just the coolest. I actually came back from my. Honeymoon, and the very first thing that I did, like, I didn't even go to Mark's studio yet. Like, the day after we got back into town, I went to the first spawning session for Cloak and Dagger. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, it was like <laughs> pretty spectacular way to come back into, uh, you know, sort of back into real life from, <laughs> from our month long um, vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wedding and honeymoon. What, well, like, yeah. what a way to do it! Yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. I Me mean, walking in, and just be like, wow, this is so. Cool. So cool. Well,
0: and congratulations. Season
1: two renewal, yeah. of Cloak and dagger, so and
0: an Emmy nomination for Mark also Once S- on a Time. Super
1: exciting. Yeah, it is it is really, really cool. I mean I was I was shocked at the Emmy nomination. I kind of forgotten about it. That was I also had just gotten back, oddly enough, not that I really traveled that much, but I got back from Italy the day. Before, like that was my again I was getting ready to go to work I had gotten back into town at like 2am yeah. Thursday morning and then I was walking the dogs and I got a like variety news alert like Emmy nominations announced and I was like oh yeah I forgot about that and I click <laughs> on it and scroll and I'm like oh my god <laughs> Mark and Mike and Sydney got nominated I texted them all the screenshot they were all huh. losing like we're like oh my god I didn't even realize that was you know so everyone was so pumped um nobody expected because we've been doing this for you know we've submitted it every year I think the music on the show has been sort of consistently spectacular obviously oh yeah I'm biased but I I've always no, they've not done. at yeah. all. <laughs> they've done a really fantastic job, and so I was just absolutely <laughs> delighted that I, you know it's in its final season. I got honored in that way, um, some acknowledgement of the really great work that those the team has been putting in. <laughs> so, absolutely, yeah.
0: And I know you were talking about earlier how with music, you don't necessarily want people watching like the show or the movie for the music, mm-hmm. but I think it's something really powerful when you like notice a theme or yeah there are certain note changes that like you feel the emotion like something's about to happen and I definitely feel I felt that when watching Once Upon a Time with certain awesome. like the snow and charming theme yeah. I think it was and obviously the Emma and Hook stuff got me I was like oh this is a gut punch of a scene yeah and, you know? yeah and it's cool to like pair those up of like and how it adds to the emotion of like what's going on yeah um, so i'm gl- i'm super happy for all of you on that Yay, like thanks. You did yeah. a lot of hard work.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that show was particularly fun because it was so traditional with the themes, which is really cool. That's mm-hmm. um, a thing that you don't get to do a lot of Cloak and Dagger so basically exactly the opposite. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess Ty- Tyrone has a theme, but he's kind of the only one who has okay. a really specific theme that you can kind of hum, you know. But but for once, I think we had something like 200 or 300 individual themes for characters and, and occasionally for situations. Like we had a oh, few yeah. snow, th- snow White themes, for example, where one of them was like her I'm a warrior going to battle theme versus mm-hmm. her like love with charming theme you know Mm -hmm. there's some variations like that but but it was a a, like a pretty intense amount and and it was very cool to be able to have that sort of those characters you know represented in the music and and to have the opportunity to do that because Adam and Eddie were so open like so welcoming to that style they wanted Mm -hmm. you know that's what they wanted and that's great because as a composer I guess you kind of always want to do that kind of stuff you want to be a bold character but you know a lot of the time you can't be and obviously you do whatever you want whatever's gonna be best to serve the project and Mm -hmm. and it's fun to work on things in a sort of variety of styles I mean like I said Cloak and Dagger is kind of the opposite that show is also super super fun to to work on so Um, what do you like
0: most about working on Cloak and Dagger or at least like the new set that you've been doing with that I
1: guess I really like how I mean for me it was really different from anything I had done before so getting to work uh on doing sort of additional music that was all all this like very synthy Um, sort of ethereal kind of vibe was really it was really fun because it was so different for me from anything I'd ever done before and really getting to like learn how to make that work and 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 uh, getting to experiment with a lot of different sounds and textures because a lot of what I did a lot of stuff with like you know just layering all these different textures upon each other or whatever that was that was really fun like just sort of feeling getting feels for different things and for like the the hopes and then the nightmares that uh, Tandy and Ty experience as a part of the show really mm-hmm. have like that's what they're all about. Is it's just you you want to feel that terror or you want to feel like that hope and and it's such a surreal thing that you it it is really out there. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's so trippy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I guess just experimenting with with that has been really really fun and there's no orchestra or anything, we did do a little bit of recording for the final episode, so I can't really say anything about what we did for that, but that was the, yeah, the only time we had actual sort of people okay. <laughs> playing instruments. <laughs> um, which was really, uh, again, really, really different, but but super fun. Yeah, and again, that show was so, I mean, one of the things I love so much about that show is how out there it is, and it really just, they just committed. I mean, Joe had a vision for it, and everyone, and, it, like, I to some extent, when I was watching it, At first, the spotting session stuff. I'm like, I can't believe they're doing this. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's so, but it works so well, and it really, you know, it's. uh, I guess I feel that in general, if somebody has a very strong vision, and you just really commit hard to that vision, and everyone on the team commits to that vision, it's like always really cool i think you know when Mm -hmm. you when you really kind of go like all right this person has a really strong point of view and this show has a really strong point of view that like that's fun that's really yeah watching that is always fun and it's it's cool and i'm really glad that everyone sort of went with the like very sort of trippy (laughs) dagger point of view because i think it works you know phenomenally well as a show and it's really different from anything i've seen before even in the you know the marvel universe it's like not really a teen show it's not really a comic book show it's not really like a I don't know. It's like all these different things all sort of combined into one and makes it a totally different beast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just, it's cool. <laughs> cool to see.
0: Well, okay. I'm going to like side transition mm-hmm. just a tad because you were at Comic-Con. Yes. but You were in Ballroom 20 for the Cloak and Dagger
1: uh, yes. panel. Super fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was funny because I had um, my my husband had a uh, event to go to earlier in the day, so I went with him to that, and I was a little nervous about getting in because I, you know it's hard to get into things sometimes, and uh, and so I got there sort of nervously about in, I would say maybe an hour before the cloak and Tiger panel, and there was no line. Oh wow! Um, so I went and got like my you know stadium nachos, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and then I went into the room, and they were screening. Jack Ryan, the Amazon, the new Amazon show. Oh yeah, show. with uh, John Krasinski. With, right. Yeah, yeah. and I, at first I walked in, I'm like, what is this? And it's like sort of like a military thing, but with John Krasinski. And I was like, this seems kind of odd. And then I figured it out, and it was actually really good. Um, so I got to see that. Nice. <laughs> um, and then it, one of my favorite things about Comic Con, just as a, a total aside from the Cloak and Dagger panel, but like I have gotten some of my favorite shows from sitting in panels for shows I had never seen before, mm-hmm. in the interest of seeing a panel that came after it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I got into like. Supernatural, and actually Fringe even more so. I got into Fringe because I went to a Fringe panel before Doctor Who like several years ago. Oh, man. Um, and I, it was so intriguing, and then I watched all of it like, you know, fairly shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that was maybe even the final season of Fringe, so I didn't even get to go back to a panel like as, <gasps> you know, as an excited fan in the future or whatever. But then and that's it's still one of my favorite shows, and I, like, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have ever probably even like known to watch it if I hadn't really wanted to see the doctor who yeah. that same day so so I, I would probably never have seen jack ryan uh but i really liked it and i will probably watch the next episode whenever they release them so so that's always fun so yeah i got to see a bit of that and then uh cloak and dagger
0: did you get I to know. walk uh the floor any as far as like Actually, get
1: some merch unfortunately i didn't That's usually one of my favorite things to do and because i was fairly limited on this one particular day i didn't really do that um so i'm a little bummed although i have uh I, I do like to do that. I have a lot of the BBC Doctor Who stuff. <laughs> like yes. I always like to do that and go and and get in those lines as best I can and uh, and some like cool artwork and stuff like that. I have a Quidditch poster that like in in our house that looks like kind of retro. It was like yes. Quidditch World Cup 2020 or something. I don't even remember what year it's supposed to be. I just love the look of it. <laughs> So yeah, I unfortunately didn't get to do that this year. Although I did go to the uh, Cloak and Dagger Experience at Petco Park. Uh, oh nice! It was closed <laughs> when I by the time I got there. Of course. There. But I got to see like they had a lot of it was just like sort of little faux. They had like the church from the show, and then they mm-hmm. also had like this big on Corp sign and stuff. And I got to see that. And Mark went to the experience and actually did the thing where like they have it set up for the tie and tandy hands touch. They fo- they blow away mm-hmm. from each other thing. So he did that with like a random person. Oh my god! Uh, videos on Instagram and it's really really funny. So if you have any. Interest in seeing, um, my boss fly backwards after touching hand with a random cloak and Dagger fan, Mark, Mike Reisham on Instagram. (laughs) Um. Oh my goodness. I definitely want to watch that. It's really funny. I was like a little sad that I didn't get to, not just that I didn't get to do that, which would have been fun, but that I didn't get to see Mark do it in person because I think that probably was really, really funny. (laughs) He he was on a panel on Thursday, but I didn't make it down for that. Yeah. I saw that he was doing that. Um. I think it was musical anatomy of a superhero.
0: You talked about Doctor Who. Yes. Alright, we gotta talk about it. The trailer dropped for the new Doctor, Jody Whitaker mm-hmm. taking it on. What do you think? I actually haven't seen the trailer yet. What? Oh, yeah, I know. I like I
1: don't really watch trailers a lot of the time crazily enough, just because I want to be surprised when I watch whatever the property is. Oh so my goodness. I'm generally a person who does not seek out trailers, I'm always excited to see them at i like in at Comic Con in a room full of excited people. I will Absolutely watch them. Of <laughs> um, But I often don't really watch otherwise. But I am super pumped, and I'm really, really excited for Jody in general. I love that they decided to finally go with the female doctor. I think that's really, really cool, and I can't wait to see – I mean, I always love new doctors, and I think people are always kind of peeved because they love – the prior doctors and they get really used to it. Kind of like I don't, this doesn't really happen as much as it used to, but like every time Facebook used to make an update, everyone would get like so pissed about yep. Facebook. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe they added a news feed. What is this bowl? Yeah. You know, and then you know, and then like six weeks later, everyone was like really into it. And then they switch the look of it, and then everyone's almost, like, like yeah. annoyed again. I feel like that's the same process that happens every time there's a new doctor. People be like, well, I really liked the old doctor. I really liked Matt Smith. I hate Peter Capaldi. Why would they ever do that? And now it's like, well, I really love Peter Capaldi. Why would they ever hire someone? You know, so it's yeah. like. Yeah. it's this whole process that always goes people it's go, the never ending you know. circle Yeah, like. of, of people like not liking new things um, but I, I'm a, I don't know I love to see what new doctors bring I always think it's mm-hmm. interesting to see what a new actor brings to the character And
0: um, who's been your favorite doctor so far uh,
1: honestly I find that question really hard but probably David Tennant yeah.
0: I, f- I think that's a common answer yeah. that I find am- around
1: most Whovians yeah.
0: uh, even though I do love Matt Smith's bow ties yeah. Granted, yes. I've never watched an episode of Doctor Who because I know the moment I do, I will get in the TARDIS and I'll never come out. <laughs> I have to plan my ultimate <laughs> demise. Like okay, <laughs> this is happening. Which the trailer it looked really good. I for not watching Doctor Who, it looks pretty cool. So it pretty good. It, it may be that time. Uh yeah,
1: it's good. I mean, I watched it because my brother told me to, and anytime my brother says you should watch the show, I do because it's always. I mean, my brother's recommendations to me have been Doctor Who and Sherlock and I'm trying to think of Ooh, what else but it's always that good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's always like I'm like, "Oh yeah, though that was definitely like maybe mm-hmm. the best thing I've ever seen." So, mm-hmm. um so I watched it because he told me to and and I have a, that was uh in David Tennant's Reign. I mean, I started with a new series, so I started with Christopher Eccleston, but mm-hmm. um, I think that was only a couple of seasons into sort of New Who. But I rewatched it on the regular, and I'm sort of getting my husband into it and nice. rewatching it with him, too, which is really fun. <laughs> you
0: know, a show that I'm rewatching right now is Merlin from the BBC. I
1: never saw that, but I definitely should.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Oh, good. It, so there's no excuse at this point. Yeah. <laughs> it is so flipping delightful. One... Uh, the actors that they choose for great the Camelot lore what they decide to do awesome the CGI is bad but it does not
1: matter yeah it's that's so, it's TV. It's, yeah. it's like how oh, it is I mean, like Basically. especially older too because that's that that show was a few that was a while yeah I mean, so not like super like, long but CGI is well. yeah it
0: was like I want to say two 2000- thousand. Eight it yeah, started something like that. So
1: the CGI in the first season of New Who is dreadful. Okay. Um, but again, you know, it's like it was like 2005. You know what you're Yeah. You just you're <laughs> you watching cool like old it. Avengers movies. I'm like, oh, the CGI was like not as good. No. <laughs> and it's so funny because like at the time you're like, oh, this is this cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't even realize like this is just. So and funny. now we
0: live in a world of Infinity War and yeah. like. The Black Order, how they looked was incredible. <laughs> Thanos looked awesome. Like, halfway through the movie, I was impressed. I forgot that that was Josh Brolin oh, in a, yeah, you know, mocap suit or whatever. Yeah, whatever
1: it is they do to him. I, we were, I was just in the car on our way back from Comic-Con. Lucas, my husband, was like, do you realize that Josh Brolin was in two Marvel properties this summer? And I was like, wait... What do you mean? Like obviously it was Thanos. It was this you know Yeah? Who was he other than Thanos and um Cable? And I was like that mm-hmm. that wasn't Josh Brolin. He <laughs> was like ha! Yes it was <laughs> it? Oh my I, God. You know, I looked at him like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yep,
0: definitely it, it's the well, summer Brolin, yeah. it's the summer of Josh Brolin and he yeah. also did Sicario too uh, oh wow so yeah he's just he's just living his yeah. best life right he now he really is
1: and he is such a like he's such a camouflagey actor I feel like mm. I actually feel kind of the same way about Jennifer Goodwin even though I spent seven years sort of staring at her face is that like sometimes <laughs> I see her in stuff and I don't realize it's her because she just is such a chameleon, like, mm-hmm. blends so well into whatever the next role is. And, and Josh Berlin is very much that person. Oh, I think of, like, sure. No Country for Old Men. Oh, you yeah. You know, and then, like, you know, Thanos. <laughs> and then Thanos. <laughs> and then, yeah, all these, like, and obviously everything in between. But it's just, like, what a crazy range of, Seriously. of characters. I mean, just unbelievable. Started
0: from Goonies and now he's here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're definitely, so you're a Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. So we got to talk about this. Comcast is backing out of the Disney, of the Fox merger deal. And if the
1: X-Men are a part of the Marvel Universe, I'll be so excited.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Yeah. So because of that, this merger is going to happen now. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of what properties they're bringing over we're talking X-Men and Fantastic 4 yes. coming into the fold of Marvel. Like, how do you feel about I that? I'm pumped.
1: I'm pumped. I mean, I I mean, I'm a little biased, I guess, because I've now worked for, like within the Disney universe for sev- 7 years, but I do think that w- what they put out is consistently very, very good. I think you, every time that they've gotten a new property, I think the new Star Wars movies are excellent. I think the new, you know, I think the Marvel movies that have come out, you know, that are excellent. I think they really do a very good job of providing great entertainment, so I'm not, you know, I I guess there there are some concerns about monopolies or whatever in general that I can certainly acknowledge, but as a fan, I'm kind of happy for Disney to make as many movies as they want to, basically, you know, and to take over. I mean, I loved X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past. Those are two Mm -hmm. of my favorite movies of all time. I thought Apocalypse left some, you know, things to be desired, so if they can, and if they can bring the X-Men, you know, into the well established Marvel universe. It's I think it's just gonna be fantastic. I mean I'll uh, and Fantastic Four too. I mean I'll I will i am into it. <laughs> yeah, like I <laughs> I love <I've>, the idea.
0: <laughs> well, my biggest thing is I've been wanting the Fantastic Four to be brought into the Marvel fold since that failed fan four stick reboot. I'm calling it what it is, <laughs> chunk. And so I've been anxiously waiting for the day that they announce like We've got them back. So yeah. I I want to see how they do the first family of Marvel. Right, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But with X Men, it's really hard for me because on the one hand, I I love First Class, uh, Days of Future Past. Logan is a masterpiece. Yeah, Logan is tr-
1: I, tr- like a beautiful piece of cinema. It like is, even aside from the Marvel universe, like <laughs> um, it, it
0: doesn't even belong yeah. in the superhero realm. It just yeah. like transcends that for me. It yeah, it belongs yeah. in the conversation, The Dark Knight. But I can yeah. I can go on. But it, because yeah. of that, I like what they've been doing with the X Men universe and. With New Mutants going to come out next year, hopefully. Dark Phoenix and X-Force movie. I don't want to see those get scrapped. Sure. But for the sake of them joining the MCU, like, I'm going to... I'll be okay with it, but I'll hurt <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Also, like, I just saw Logan die. I don't want another Wolverine.
1: Sure. Well, and I'm that's my biggest that. thing, like... Yeah. I hope they go to their sort of new... Yeah, I mean, this... There's yeah I think that's that's definitely a consideration but I also I I think they're also pretty respectful I, I think again I think Disney has been fairly respectful with that kind of stuff I mean I think they were mm-hmm. very respectful with the Star Wars property for instance i um, I know you know people have their problems with with Force Awakens and Last Jedi but I think that it's pretty hard to argue that they were incredibly respectful <laughs> with the property that they were given you know oh completely. Um, so so that you know leads me to feel good about the fact that they will probably make some decent choices. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so at least to trust, or at least to be willing to see what they do, right? Um, <laughs>
0: I'm in the boat where I've been loving everything Lucasfilm has been doing. Yeah. So, I they have earned my trust to make whatever movie they want. Even like the Boba Fett movie that was supposedly going to happen. Yeah. I'm not particularly on board with that character getting a solo movie, but they have proven me wrong when it came to like Rogue One and Solo that mm-hmm. they're able to take minor things or even major things that we care about in this universe and do something new and exciting with yeah, it and so absolutely that that's where Disney no matter what ends up happening they usually make the right decision yeah. about
1: stuff so yeah. I'm on board yeah absolutely I think it'll I think it'll be exciting to see what they do if that ends up happening <laughs> um, and I hope they do like just keep going with all the projects that are in development because I am excited. Yeah, <laughs> uh, And I think that they've been building you know the X-Men have been building a pretty great universe um, mm-hmm. or at least the current X-Men universe is is, is, is quite exciting it's even even with my problems with Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, we all did. Yeah. And
0: I love Oscar like, Isaac but like I don't know what that Apocalypse was. It was um, a little on the
1: confusing side.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I sat there and tried to defend it for a little bit but then I knew I was losing an uphill battle. Yeah. I was like I'm just not going to talk about
1: this anymore. <laughs> I don't even mind it. I mean like I was I'll still I've rewatched it since I saw it in yeah. theaters. You know, like uh oh, it's still you know, I'll I'll still acknowledge it as the, the third the third piece of the trilogy yeah so yeah. far, you know, and I I love the other movies and I you know it's fun. I'm happy to keep watching it but uh but I you know I still am very excited about the next the next projects that they had to come as well and and, and uh, I hope that they let them be and keep making them. <laughs> also
0: Disney, I know you will not listen to this, but I have to ask <laughs> When you do acquire the X-Men properties, give Daphne Keen a frickin' movie. <laughs> X-23 was, like, one of the best parts of Logan. Where has she been? I'm really yes. concerned for her, honestly. I I need to hear. She's doing X-Force, or, oh, they're developing a, mo- a solo movie around her and the new, like, the younger generation of these mutants, what they established in Logan, like it can be it's off canon like i don't care i want to see more of her yeah, and these characters that he established so totally agree that's that's my only concern <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally agree <laughs> um is there anything else that you're excited as far as like movies or tv shows coming out in the
1: fall oh man. Um, because That's as a fellow
0: fangirl, let's yeah. fangirl a little bit. Yeah,
1: well, I'm definitely excited for the next season of Doctor Who. I'm I'm very, very pumped about that. I am mm-hmm. excited about the, the final Game of Thrones, even though I'm so sad I have to wait for so long. Oh, my god. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, d-
0: equally dreading it, but super, but also very excited. Like, yeah. I need this now, but I need each episode to be two hours long. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I'm going to be super excited when it comes on, but then I'm, like, going to put off actually watching it probably because I'll mm-hmm. be like, oh wait, I don't want it to, like – actually be done like i mm-hmm. want to see like the last episode you know because um, that means it's push done. it off or s- exactly yeah. uh so i'll probably watch it sort of very slowly and carefully mm-hmm. <laughs> but i am super pumped um yeah i'm trying to think i'm sure there's more stuff that i'm like blanking on um i'm excited for uh Star Wars Nine, mm-hmm. um, which
0: actually they are supposedly just started filming or production started back up this weekend. Oh,
1: fantastic! Well, that is exciting. I'm a little bummed Ryan Johnson isn't also doing that one because I love Ryan. <sighs> Ryan Johnson has always like been one of my favorite directors. So when Ryan I, when Johnson I, is the
0: bomb. Yeah,
1: he's amazing. And when he got Star Wars, I was like, this is the best thing. That, like, this is the best thing. You know, this was like such a great choice. And um, you know, it's cool that they're going back for for 9 um to 7 but 7's director um JJ JJ but it's You know, J.J. certainly has a a different point of view, and I really liked the, like, freshness that Ryan brought to, I mean, I love, also love everything that J.J. does, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm not going to, like, complain about anything that he brings to life, but, but I do think that, like, he's sort of got a more traditional sense of, of the movies, whereas Ryan Johnson's was totally, was a totally fresh perspective that I thought was, like, really incredible and, like, that, you know, that universe could use more of, you know, and, um, Mm -hmm. Again, very respectful of the property he was given. But, like, brought some new attitudes to it that were really, really cool. So, while I'm excited to see what JJ did, I'm a little – I'm still – a little bummed <laughs> that yeah. ryan didn't get to do that well, but ryan nine, still but
0: has you know his trilogy, trilogy out there coming, yeah. which they better still be developing that yes. and like <laughs> getting that ready because i'm excited to see as well like what else is what he gonna bring he to do? this universe yeah
1: exactly I'm, I'm i'm pumped about about what he's doing next um and i will see anything he makes ever basically so Fair <laughs> um star wars or non-star wars but uh but yeah so that so I'm ex- but I'm excited for for nine and for you know any any future Star Wars property. Um, I haven't seen the newer Star Trek season yet, okay. um, but I do want to see that, so I'm excited to watch that. Even though it's definitely been out, and that's really on me for having not watched it. Yet. Nice. Oh, okay, um, and yeah, uh, I'm excited for. Well, this is coming out this summer. I haven't seen Ant Man in the Wasp yet. Uh, because oh was, my gosh! We were out Get of, on that. Yeah, we were out of town when it came out, and while I was excited to walk around uh, Barcelona and see posters for Ant Man e Avispa <laughs> <laughs> Um i I'm like, oh, I should probably we should we should we should see this as soon as possible. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so yeah, so that we, I was a little out of uh, the movie circuit of stuff that has already come out this summer, but. And I think there's one more thing coming this summer that I'm super pumped for, but I absolutely can't remember what it is off the top. <laughs> so, It'll probably hit. several things, it yeah. It'll hit
0: you later. Uh, um, yeah,
1: I'm sure I'll remember eventually.
0: <laughs> um, A trailer that came out while at Comic-Con that you obviously haven't seen uh, <laughs> is uh, The New Fantastic Beasts. Uh, oh, of Grindelwald. yeah, I'm
1: definitely pumped about that.
0: Uh, yeah, that's coming out in November, and... I, my first love is Harry Potter. Yeah, so when I, I have s-
1: tattoos. Again, you can't see them on a podcast, but I have the <laughs> stars from the corners of the American versions of the books are tattooed on my wrists.
0: That is, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean,
1: you can see them. Uh, guys, <laughs> um, let me, I can vouch and
0: say they look really cool.
1: Um, so, yeah, I'm a huge, huge, huge Harry Potter fan. Um, I started reading Harry Potter when Prisoner of Azkaban came out, mm-hmm. so I have been very much in the, the universe, uh... Very excited. I'm, like, the same age as uh, Rupert Grint, so I felt always very much, like, as the movies were coming out, I was like, oh, I relate to all these. I think I'm the same age as maybe. I always forget. I'm, like, right in the middle of okay. the three of them. I'm definitely, like, I'm older than Emma Watson. I think I'm slightly older than Daniel Radcliffe. Mm -hmm. Maybe anyway, but the point being that it's like you know I grew up with it on so many levels. I was always a reading kid, and it was so fun to have a property that made reading cool uh, for everybody else. Everyone else was also excited about, yeah. Um, And yeah, I I really liked the first Fantastic Beasts. I thought Mm -hmm. it was really charming, and uh, uh, it's always so fun to be in that universe, you know. Yeah,
0: Um, it's it's exciting, and I'm looking forward to going back into that world and.
1: I'm excited for Jude Law.
0: <laughs> I, Jude Law.
1: is... As Dumbledore is like a, that's a casting choice I, I can really get behind.
0: I actually am really surprised how much I've taken to him being young Dumbledore. The newest trailer, there's definitely you see more of his like wit and humor oh, in it, nice. which I'm like, okay, I feel much better about this now. <laughs> and then. I don't want to give it away, but there's somebody who shows up in this trailer that I didn't realize how much I want to I want to see this character,
1: Ooh. but now
0: that they're there, I'm like,
1: yes! Awesome. Oh, well, maybe I have to watch the trailer now.
0: Okay. <laughs> no spoilers, no. but like, all of us, I definitely got super excited seeing it, and it's something straight out of Sorcerer's Stone,
1: Ooh. so... Ooh, Ooh, very exciting. <laughs> I have guesses, so that's awesome. Uh, I love that.
0: Um, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, there's that. And uh, so the trailers for Aquaman and Shazam came out the other day. I cannot
1: wait for Aquaman. I just saw Justice League on the plane mm-hmm. on my trip. I hadn't seen it when it came out because I really didn't like Man of Steel, and I fell asleep every time I tried to watch Batman versus Superman. i like... <sighs> I tried to watch it, like, seven times, and I never really made it past, like, I think maybe Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg showed up as Lex Luthor, yeah. but, like, I'd never really, and I was, I actually like that casting choice, but I still, like, I never really, I could never really get into it, um, I loved Wonder Woman, and then I started watching Justice League just because I was like, well, you know, it's a superhero movie, I like superhero movies, I guess I'm on a plane, I might as well, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, this is actually kind of great, this is, like, way better than I expected it to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't I don't think Wonder Woman got quite as much she she was a little I think a little bit knocked down from her like very woman powery self to like a little bit more of a sexist representation. Yeah. Um which was not my favorite thing, but it was still way better than I expected and I loved even though I love the Flash the TV show and I love Grant as the Flash. I also really liked the Flash in Justice League and I really liked um Aquaman and want to see any and all movies that have to do with Aquaman, because I think he was definitely the best part of Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is exciting.
0: I'm definitely intrigued by the trailer and seeing the world of Atlantis um, and how they're able to do all of this underwater. And if they're successful, it's like, yo, can we make a Little Mermaid yes, movie please. now? Yes, yeah. <laughs> right. Come on, Disney. Yeah. It's, it's been long enough. <laughs> but this trailer, I was surprised at how much I really – Took to was Shazam because nice. it feels it's like big but with superheroes. Nice. Like Zach, Zachary Levi is like the adult version of Billy Batson, and I just want him to be successful at everything. Basically, That's awesome. I've, I've loved him since that he was entangled. I loved Chuck, yeah. and I've met him a yeah, couple he's times. And he's yeah. so great. So I, I'm surprised at how much I'm really excited to see that. And awesome. even Wonder Woman 1984, I like Wonder Woman. I didn't fall in love with Wonder Woman. And sure. I think it's mainly because of the third act of the mm. movie. It kind of like got really dark, felt very like Zack Snydery, y Man of steel Felt
1: very DC. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it felt very DC. So um, I'm really excited to see the sequel and maybe that will hopefully add more love that I have to Wonder Woman sure. than against it. And I, I, but I'm still weirded out. Chris Pine is in it. I,
1: he died. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the fascination with bringing people back. Yeah. <laughs> like, you commit to it. Commit to a death. Yeah. And I say that as, like, a person who was, like, worked on a show where people were re- resurrected fairly constantly. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, um, Nobody
0: died really on Once Upon a Time. Just, like,
1: Balefire <laughs> and Robin Hood, I guess. Yeah. Very. We're the only two people that were like sort of really truly permanently dead. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's. But yeah, I think you know yeah, it's a, I, I mean, I understand on. Oh, and
0: Graham too. Like yeah, oh yeah,
1: I, yeah. That's just because he ended up being Mr. Gray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So it was Ugh. hard to get him to come back. Yeah. Yeah. That and Sebastian Stan was a other like lost to higher levels of celebrity. <laughs> um, he was so good uh and he was was so good but but you know he's doing better things so i mean he's
0: bucky so you know what can you do he's busy
1: (laughs) but yeah i think uh i think uh, people who who die in in property should generally stay dead unless for let's say the same thing about Kingsman. i loved Mm -hmm. Kingsman, and i i actually really did quite enjoy Kingsman too but i was like did we really have to do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know sometimes you just gotta let let my get back on, so I guess.
0: In the, um, the words of Kylo Ren, let the past die. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, let's come into a close of this. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today. Yeah. Um, it's just funny and have learning more about, like, your world, you know. Where can
1: uh, people find you? Oh, people can find me. Uh, I have a website, lsng.com, which also has my social media because I always forget I have Twitter and Instagram one of them is Allison G music and one of them is Allison G muse and I always forget which one's which um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that is where I am online um, and uh, and also uh, Mark Isham my boss His all of his stuff is just Mark Isham um, at, at Twitter Instagram etc um, so if you are Excited about what we do, you can find out more about what we're continuing to do from there. <laughs> uh,
0: awesome, and I'll totally like put that in the description of the episode. Oh, like, thank you. Yeah, no yeah. problem. I should
1: really remember my favorite. own like, Twitter.
0: But. <laughs> it is a-okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks guys for tuning in. I'm Meredith Loftus. I hope you have a fantastic day. Yes, that is my corny sign-off, and I'm sticking to it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys.